Hello, and welcome. Has it been a week already? I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm Artemis Nehi. And I'm nearly certain it has not been a week since the last episode. I'm sorry to say, Artemis, time is relative. Relative to what? How much fun you're having. Then I guess time is about to come to a standstill. We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society, a pair of socks and a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space, investigating the supernatural. And you're listening to Metacosmos. Once again, it's come to this. Another episode. So, what's this episode about? What are we doing? First, we're marinating. Must we? Yeah, it's how we warm up the episode. Have you been watching any of the new Star Trek shows? You know I'm not watching them, and I'd rather not talk about them either. Well, fine, if you're going to be like that. I guess we're done marinating the episode. Oh, can we just rush through the whole episode like this? Oh, you're not going to want to rush through this episode. And why is that? Because today, we're doing a podcast about a Star Trek. I thought we decided not to do these anymore. No, we only did one episode. We still have to get through, like, 724 more episodes of old Star Trek. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. It's been four months. At this rate, let's see, one episode every four months times 724 episodes. Bartleby, it's going to take 241 years, seven months, and three weeks to get through the rest of Star Trek at this rate. Well, then we better hurry. Maybe we should cover more than one Star Trek per episode. Oh, this is torture. We better get started. You can pick the first episode. Really? Yeah, hit this button for the random number generator. That doesn't count as me picking. Just hit the button. Fine. Here we are. 486. Okay, let me check my spreadsheet. Ooh, this is a Voyager episode. Ooh, I like Voyager episodes. And Threshold. Oh, no. What's wrong with Threshold? Oh, don't play daft. We all know that Threshold is considered perhaps the worst Voyager episode. No, really, what's wrong with Threshold? What's wrong with Threshold? Lieutenant Paris and Captain Janeway devolve into salamanders. They didn't devolve, they hyper-evolved. Oh, that only makes it worse. That's what happens after you go to warp 10. That's like pretty much going beyond the speed of light. Just more nonsense. Yeah, they sped past the speed of light, and it accelerated their genetic evolution. Into giant salamanders. Well, yeah. That's sci-fi for you. No, that's barely sci-fi for you. It includes technology, but then it just goes into a far-fetched dream state, where Lieutenant Paris is slowly turning into a creature. Yeah, but man, didn't Robert Duncan's performance just kill? Like, he was so good as his, like, tongue falls off. Oh, that was so gross. But what a performance! And honestly, it was going so strong up until the salamander part. Honestly, it's mostly a really good episode. Because it's like wondering if there's like a genetic result that comes from moving so fast. Like, does it change us? Well, Einstein's theory of relativity says, no, we stay in our own state and everything else kind of evolves around us faster. Oh, so maybe when Paris came back to the ship from doing his test flight, the rest of the crew should have been salamanders? No, the salamander part is where it all goes awry. Honestly, if it weren't for the last part, I might actually like this episode. Yeah, well, you and everyone else, I thought it was great. Okay, let's go on and review another episode. Must we do two? Yeah, that way it would only take like 120 years to finish all the episodes. I think that's too long a time. Should we do three episodes? No, no, let's just do one more. Okay. Do you want to hit the button? No, I'm fine. Oh, right. I get to pick the episode. Here we go, and... Number 541. Ooh, another Voyager episode. Oh, excellent. Which one's this? 
Oh, the killing game. Isn't that a two-part episode? Yeah, we got part one. Well, we might as well review both of them. See, we are doing three episodes. This is actually a very good episode. Oh, you remember it? Yes. This is the one where the Herogen took over Voyager. Yeah. You want to tell listeners who the Herogen are? Yes. They're a hunting species. Their entire culture is built around being big game hunters. But for them, the big games are the humanoids from other planets. Similar to the Predator series. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. And so in this episode, the Herogen have taken over the Voyager and are using the holodeck technology as settings to hunt down the Voyager crew. Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember which one this was. Oh, it's quite good. Okay, so why do you like this one, but you complain about so many others? Well, you see, this episode is what I like to call Anthropologists in Space. Oh, yeah. Where it's about understanding another culture and not imposing our views on them while still trying to retain our own culture while clashing with theirs. It requires an open mind, and in this particular episode, the culture that Voyager is meeting are the Herogen. Well, they met them like in other episodes a while back. Yes, but the killing game took it to a whole nother level because it brought aspects of the Voyager's culture, such as the holodecks, and merged it into the culture of the Herogen. The Herogen leader in this episode has a vision that they are going to change the ways of the Herogen, which was something Voyager was trying to persuade them toward in previous episodes. But the plan that this Herogen leader has come up with is to imprison the Voyager crew in a cycle of being hunted and then rejuvenated by the Doctor. Yeah, I don't think that was what Janeway had in mind when she was trying to, like, rehabilitate the Herogen. So it's quite a fascinating episode because eventually it leads to the Herogen putting the Voyager crew in a simulation of World War II where they are freedom fighters in Germany fighting against the Nazis. Oh, yeah! Wow, you really remember this episode. Well, it's a very good episode. And there's some potent symbology in it. Oh, what's the symbology? I might have missed it. Well, you see... When we're immersed in another culture, we must operate within their rules. And being submerged in these holodecks, the Voyager crew were forced to become the freedom fighters. And with the Voyager crew as freedom fighters, it shows how they are trying to liberate themselves from the Herogen within the framework that the Herogen have created. Oh, yep, I missed that. And the conclusion of the episode is quite uplifting and at the same time, quite ironically funny. How's that? Well, as the Herogen leader starts considering that perhaps... There's a better way for his people. He wants to pull out of the war. But the Nazi holograms, well, they're Nazis. So they turn against him and incite a coup amongst his own people. Oh, that was pretty funny. So yes, even though the Herogen are so horrible, the Nazis are worse. Agreed. So you see, this is a perfect example of why old Star Trek was so good. Because it used the contained framework of the recurring episodic structure of Voyager to tell a contained science fiction adventure where we measure ethics and our own selves through the mixing of cultures in an anthropological setting. Truly some of the best television ever. Why don't you like the serialized version of Star Trek? Oh, because then it just gets overbearingly weighted down by its own plot points. And serialized shows just need to keep coming with more drama and bigger stakes. And then pretty soon it's pew-pew, explosion, explosion, and everyone's fighting. Not all serialized Star Trek goes that way. Really? Give me one example. Um... The, uh, well, potentially not all serialized Star Trek goes that way. And thank you for making my point for me. Wait, how would you even know? You're not even watching the new Star Trek. Well, I may have dabbled in some. You're watching it without me? 
Well, you've been watching it without me. I'm just watching it separately. Yeah, and I've been missing hearing you complain the entire time. It's just not the same. No, oh, I've had plenty to complain about. <laughs> Let's hear about it. Hold on, maybe I should get a snack. What Star Trek are you watching? Well, you told me to see Strange New Worlds. Oh, yeah, that one's really good. I enjoyed it mostly, but I'm still not sure. Why not? It's episodic, just like you wanted. Standalone episodes. Well, yes, it's doing the standalone episodes, but as season two is starting, I'm getting a foreboding feeling. Why is that? Well, the first one was a Klingon episode. Yeah? And it was just extremely action-packed. Lots of pew-pew and explosions. But it's a Klingon episode. Yes, and it felt like they were just trying to make it about pew-pew and explosions because of that. But some of the best Klingon episodes are about exploring honor and culture and, and are very much anthropologists in space. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. You didn't get that from this one? No, it was just fighting Klingons. And the next one was a civil rights court one. Oh, like Measure of a Man. That's a great episode. Everyone loves that one. This one felt a bit scattered in its telling. Not nearly as well balanced, yet the ending was quite moving. But I still have a bad feeling about the rest of the season. There's going to be a musical episode. What's wrong with musical episodes? Well, I'm not going to complain particularly. I do like musicals. Yeah, see? But it's making me think, maybe the writers are not thinking of this as a contained environment to tell a story in, and that each episode is an exploration of scientific ideas such as meeting a new culture and having a conflict and resolving it. But instead, each episode is a means for them to stylize the episode in a different medium, such as a musical or an action movie or a court drama. Oh, I do see a difference, but is that really a problem? Well, it makes for a fun satire show, but it doesn't quite capture the spirit of the old Star Trek ways. By doing episodic shows, you know, scientific writers, professional science fiction writers, could contribute plots that then could be explored through one episode with deep thoughts and hard, complex moral decisions. And then the next week we can just explore another science fiction writer's world and not be beholden to a serial plot. But everyone loves serialized television nowadays. Yes, and people still watch old Star Trek to get a break from it. Well, you're missing out if you're not watching Prodigy, because I just finished that and it turned out to be really good just before they canceled it. It got canceled. Oh, well, probably not forever, but yeah, you can't watch it right now. Got yanked off the internet. Oh dear. But it was really good. They even had some episodes that were like, you like, where it's just contained science fiction phenomenon that they have to solve. Oh? And it has Captain Janeway in it. Oh, really? Oh, a hologram of her. Oh? And the real her, so it's got two Captain Janeways. I didn't know that. Yeah, you should totally be watching. But it's a serialized version of Star Trek? Yeah. Then it accumulates to a lot of pew-pew-pew and explosions, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, like, like, a lot of pew-pew explosions. Well, then I'll just pass. Well, maybe I could just, like, send you an episode. I tried watching the first one. I didn't care for it. It reminded me more of a Star Wars cartoon show. Well, yeah, that's the best part. It starts off in a Star Wars universe, and it's got a bunch of teenagers, and the teenagers progress into becoming people who want to live in the Star Trek universe. Oh, that is intriguing. Yeah, and I have a theory about this. And what's that? Well, there's a certain, like, lack of science fiction maturity going on in a lot of the new Star Trek. There certainly is. Yeah, I can admit that, but I still have fun watching it. Well, you can just do you, then. 
Yeah. But the cool thing about Prodigy is that they're teenagers who are all like angsty and want to put a fight up against the world and they expect everything to be fighting them in a Star Wars universe. But as they go through the show, they're like discovering that they want to be part of a better world and they want to contribute to making that world. And maybe right now the world is kind of going through a kind of adolescent phase and people really need to see a bunch of adolescent kids finding that space in their hearts. Oh, that is a wonderful sentiment. So are you going to watch it? We'll see. And then we could add it to our spreadsheet. I think it's going to take us long enough. We're doing three episodes every four months. We're going to get through this spreadsheet in like 80 years. Again, we'll see. So yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm Artemis Nehi. Metacosmos is produced in association with Humble Hot Air. HumbleHotAir.org. Tune into the live stream anytime you need something to listen to. It's awesome. For more Kinetic Paranormal Society, go to KineticParanormalSociety.com. You can find all of the Metacosmos episodes and the Kinetic Paranormal Society podcast. A show that you don't need to listen to. But it's super funny if you do. Nah, super embarrassing. Both Metacosmos and the Kinetic Paranormal Society podcast are produced by Isaac Bluefoot. Isaac Bluefoot also produces Superman, Son of L, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. Check it out at sonofelpodcast.com and, like, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And get yourself a deck of Omen Quest cards. Indeed, and carry them on you. Yeah, you never know when you, like, can emotionally connect to someone in a low-pressure, no-stakes game. Honestly, it kind of sounds like a lot of pressure when you put it like that. Emotionally connecting? Most people don't want to do that. Oh no, you mostly emotionally connect with yourself. Again, I don't think most people want to do that. And they should. And if you want to contribute to this show and other works by Isaac Bluefoot, go to patreon.com slash bluefoot. Every little bit helps. He's only doing this show because I'm forcing him to. But you're listening voluntarily. And I really appreciate it. You're the best. So, bye bye I love you. I really don't think it's been a week. It's been roughly a week. So it's not been a week after all? Uh, it's roughly been a week.